0: my boy
1: all right craft beer pre show hey <laughs> we uh just played with Greg's new Oculus rig
0: mm mm-hmm. mhm it's sweaty it took me a while to get it set up because i i've only set up the, the room scale once before and okay. i haven't apparently the the configuration that i was using i had had the sensors more in and i was you know expecting them to be sort of more out but they for some reason they require it more and, th- and that was all that was all the problem i was having well one of the main problems and
2: and jeff you were the reason why it was too sweaty probably <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it did take me like it took me 10 minutes to set up the computer once i got here and it took me 30 minutes to set up the vr the, the room scale sensors mm-hmm. it was a pain in the butt but once i finally got it going right then everything worked, except for rick and morty uh dying a couple times Right. Everything else worked pretty well.
1: Sorry. I was serenading everyone while you were trying to work. It. <laughs> My eyes were getting really tired there towards the end, that's why I was trying to adjust the uh distance uh, between the lenses. I got a little bit clearer than it was otherwise, but uh
2: yeah, cuz they were a little blurry. Mm, it was yeah, hard to yeah. read the pictures. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you're um you're not, you know, supposed to be in it for like an hour. You should, you know, take breaks just cuz it's mm-hmm. a screen right up against your eye. So I mean,
2: that's true. I guess yeah. you can't binge that game like many years of Warcraft. <laughs> That's
0: why a lot of them are are pretty short. You know, they're not super long. Like that game, if you were to play it end to end, and you knew everything that was going on, it would take you maybe twenty five minutes or twenty minutes. Um, but since you don't know, there is a lot of exploration. There is a lot of. I yeah.
1: think I, you know. Once I got in the ex, like the first task of the laundry thing was, granted, they're it's a training uh-huh. module. I mean, once you got to like look at more stuff. It was, uh, it was it was is interesting. To see what was interactive things like that. Yeah, taking Rick's pills and puking all over the <laughs> desk. Yeah, a lot of the stuff was surprisingly interactive. Yeah, you did the
0: battery part. You, have, you haven't done that yet, but where you yeah
2: that was yeah. that was hard mm-hmm. because my left hand couldn't turn it
1: correctly. That's why I kept having to jump. Oh, over. Really? Huh.
2: Yeah, that's why I was having trouble getting the knob. To get and that's why I failed the first. The time. sensor
1: didn't have the dexterity that you thought. It
2: would only go like one click, but I needed to go one more, so I kept like trying to mm-hmm. yank it, and then I just had. That's why the last time mm-hmm. I did it, I just decided to do everything with my right hand because it was easier. It worked.
0: Interesting. It could be a sensor issue that we could yeah, yeah. explore uh, next time we do something like that.
2: Yeah, the battery thing was really cool though, and then when it fails, it like shoots it. You know? <laughs> the space part to me was my favorite part yeah, though.
0: There's a portal at the space at one point. And that yeah, that's only like the f- the first uh... minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it. it's it's about the first six of the game you're in. So do you there, leave there, the garage. There's the whole thing in the garage. You do. I mean, you of course you went to space, right? There's another place you go to, and there's a third okay. place you go to, and I think that might be it. So yeah, it's all. Um, it's it's, it's pretty contained. But going to
1: space was. The same as shrinking down into the battery charger, right? You know, right. It's just another yeah, yes.
0: cubby. And, that, and the thing is, the... you know, you teleport around. That's really technically going to another another virtual space, right? Because you probably you probably wouldn't notice if you um, unless you played a game like this, and there is one I have where you can really feel this. Where if you stay still, but you you make it so you're moving, mm-hmm. you get really sick really quickly. Okay, even me, I don't get sick in that thing, and I got sick. Right in, in this thing where where you can move. This is a space station thing where you can actually move around the space station. But when you're staying still. Sense. So you have moving. to keep
1: the... You don't want the sensation that contradicts what your ears are. You don't want your eyes and your ears contradicting them right. each other. Right. So the way the Rick and Morty was designed was you're in the garage. The garage was too big to walk through in room scale. Mm-hmm. So the way they did it was you can move around a quadrant and then you can teleport to two of the other quadrants. And then the fourth quadrant was where like the instruction whiteboard was. And it makes sense that instead of having virtual movement, because in the game all the head movement and all that stuff, the squatting down, all that was real action. So now your inner ear and your eyes are... Seeing the same thing, yes. feeling the same thing. And if you did a game where those are opposite, you would get queasy really quickly. Yeah. I, I got a little queasy at the end of my stints in Rick
0: and Morty. Probably the blurry didn't help. Yeah, the mm-hmm.
1: blurriness
2: I didn't get queasy on Rick and Morty. I just got I got vertigo, vertigo when vertigo. I went on space and like I stepped off and like looked over the platform and my heart rate I just felt it go <laughs> <laughs> because like I just instantly like felt like i could fall yeah that's that's no, the amazing it,
0: it
1: came on the last few minutes of of both times i played where I like got hot you know i felt feeling a little tension in my stomach you know that kind of thing hmm. so
0: what i like about it is is the is the feeling of presence as i was explaining to you guys that you really feel like you're in this this world um it takes like a couple minutes but yeah. then
2: it like sets over like i i, I just I forget that there's a ceiling above me and right. I'm trying to reach for things flying away from me and I crack my hand what on it. There was the team? time I like, was
1: down on one knee picking up the laundry and I wanted to use the laundry machine to help myself back up, you know. Yeah.
0: trying to drive you get something isn't there.
2: That's why I just sat mm-hmm. down and cross legged myself yeah. so I wouldn't do that because I kept mm-hmm. trying to do that. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna squat while I do this.
1: No, it's cool. It's um like I said, if, you know, if we took the time to dial in the 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 rift so it was a little bit clearer then it would have been. A lot easier to kind of because mm-hmm. there's times you have to look at pictures to and like so there was a picture of this thing where the target was and I couldn't really rec- see what it was. And then you know I was looking around and just couldn't find it. In terms of it was a hatch on the floor, but right. from the picture I couldn't tell it was a hatch.
2: Mm. Yeah, there, it was definitely that's why I. Well, the I idea
0: thought... is that if you keep exploring, eventually you'll yeah. you'll find, find it. So. Yeah yeah but there's... but
1: in 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 reality if you were in a escape the room and you saw that picture you could tell it's a hatch
0: right
2: yeah so but there was the uh when you're watching you play the game like when I was watching Jeff play the screen itself was very clear you could see all the detail on the computer screen, yeah. which was just telling me that the oculus wasn't just. Correctly. Well,
1: its like, resolutions not super great, right? Yeah. Uh, it's decent, but it's not super great. So you're gonna have,
0: yeah, nine hundred by six hundred or something. like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: so you're not gonna have the same resolution you have on like a an HDTV. Yeah, that's, true. Uh,
0: that's just to keep the price down, so it's not ridiculously expensive. Because man, you have to have right. basically iPhone screens on mm-hmm. both eyes.
1: Yeah, I mean. When they can put out an Oculus that's, like, 4K in each eye, it'll probably look like real life. Yeah. Or real close to it. Oh, mm-hmm. man, that'd be terrifying.
2: Imagine but actually, the like, thing climbing is... a mountain or something like that when it actually looks like HD and talk about getting vertigo. <laughs> I might just curl into a fetal
0: position. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how well that will track because you would have to have 4K <clears throat> of surrounding data. Mm-hmm. And... That is that what the move with you as you move in the space and that's just A, that's a lot of data. And B it's just I don't know whether that will maybe I mean they'll they'll eventually get it there. Yeah, they'll get there. I'm not
1: saying it's gonna happen next year. I'm just saying. But you know, when it gets there and when the infrastructure can support it. Mm -hmm.
0: I mean the Rick and Morty game is is not the the highest def game you can play. I mean it's it's designed to be to run on sort of middle of the road systems. My machine could play better than that. But I did only buy the machine for eight hundred bucks. I had a a hard line or soft line of eight hundred dollars, and, and total the machine was like uh, nine hundred and ten. So I was able to do that, and then the iCos itself is like for all the stuff it's like seven hundred bucks. So I mean, I could have gotten a two thousand dollar machine if I if I wanted to push the limits, but I didn't really feel a need to do that for what I was doing with it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is nicely portable. So yes, cool. Um. I wanted to try to explain this with these vectors. This is a little space-time dragon, you may have seen something like this before. I don't know if you've ever seen this. This is a I've seen arrows on an X before, yes. <laughs> well, this is supposed to be a translation between two frames of reference. One one is uh the, so there's a a grid with C T going in uh, in the vertical direction, and X going in the Y direction. And then there's a CT prime and an X prime that are inside the uh, upper right-hand corner, Mm -hmm. and they're sort of, they're angled inward. And the trick is to to try to explain what that means, because what that that refers to is another X and, and CT axis. And so it looks sort of like, and I have these two vectors, it looks sort of like this. As as on the display, mm-hmm. but really what's happening is it's rotated out mm-hmm. like that, and then this is these two are in here. So that's the that's the rotation. It's a hyperbolic rotation. So it rotates out. So these these are now like that, and ow, that's hard to do. <laughs> that is very hard to do on my hands. But the idea is that those two, if you rotate it correctly, are now. Um, just an X or Y axis as you normally are, and these two, which were the previous ones, are sort of in the same spot, but they're sort of actually rotated out down here like that. Does that make sense? That's how that rotation works. These are sort of out here. And these and this are... is great radio. I know, I know, <laughs> but I want to see if I want to see if the if the visual makes sense. So. Uh...
1: Okay, so here's the question. Yes, I see the C, CT, and the CT prime. Yes, and then I see the X and the X prime, and the CT prime and the X are narrower, a smaller angle than the X and CT. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're saying it rotated away, so is this kind of
0: and these are and these is, are rota- these are pushed back in. If you is it
1: write. an effect similar to perspective, right? Where they're still at a right angle, but for my Viewing point, yes. they look c- compressed.
0: Yes, these are still at a right angle from their perspective, but from your perspective, they're not. Right. But that's because this, as this rotates, as you rotate in this direction, these will increase in set For for well, this angle increases, but but things that are behind you get smaller. So, if if if, if you're moving away from something. Then the angle is going to go like this, inward. Right. But if you have if you have something coming towards you, then the angle is going to move out. Yeah. Out or in again? Out, because as it moves toward, it's right. hyperbolic, so it goes that oh, way. Okay. And as it goes in, it's reverse. You know, it's parabolic. So these. Are out here, they start out here on this, what is this way, and they move out to that. But these here rotate in like that.
1: Now, is the perspective just a tool to make this show up on a two-dimensional chart? What if you had, yeah, a, what if you had is, a three-dimensional chart?
0: So there, there is a graphic that I have of the three-dimensionality, of of, of, a, of a way to view it in three dimensions. Um,
1: okay, I mean, throw a Z-axis in there. And then what does... Because to me, it seems like it's just... It'd be twisted on that, on that but it wouldn't have to lose its right-angledness, right? From the... Right here in the chart.
0: So what? Come on. Open this frame. We'll frame a new tab. Play. Play damn you. Let me find let me find the image.
1: Again, yeah, great radio.
0: It's it's in my Twitter, but for some reason Twitter's not showing it. So I do have it in my uh, injure.
1: So Greg purchased a spool of TPU plastic. It's flexible plastic because he wanted a new plumbus. Yeah, he wanted a flexible, squishy, squeezy plumbus. So I spent the last. It came on Wednesday, so I spent the last few days kind of figuring out like the characteristics of the plastic. Like, if you look at this cube, Greg, you'll see that the perimeter's um, separated. Yeah. And so you had to do certain things to get. out. I like the squishiness of this. So, the first plumbus I tried to print for Greg, when the Nick's playing with there, um, the less infill, that waffle on the inside, you know, the, the more space there is, the more flexible it's going to be. Uh, so I tried to do a pretty flexible, but you see how the surface didn't yeah, close, fill it. in the whole way. So for the second one, I uh, changed the infill. I upped it about 10 percent, made it a triangular, and then added two extra layers of surface.
0: So here's a sort of a 3D or a 2D yeah. cutout of how it expands in 3D, mm-hmm. and you can see how the edges sort of get exaggerated as it moves along the parabolic track. Mm-hmm. You've showed me that before. Yeah. That's an idea, so this is the same kind of rotation. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, let's talk about something that carries over to radio.
0: Okay. <laughs> we well, got these vectors, and I just have to play with them. Play with
1: them? <laughs> but don't use them as a demonstration tool in an audio podcast. Yeah, I know. I know. Vectors, vectors, vectors. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh... So, you caught up on Better Call Saul? Yes. Was that... Walter White in the restaurant at the concierge desk When when Jimmy and Kim were like Talking about how they would con certain people Oh no, if, no, if it was I would have heard about
0: it Okay
1: <laughs> I went back and watched it a second time And it looked like, like like And what about him, you know And it just was this quick cut to the guy at the concierge At the host station mm-hmm. And then they cut away And I watched it twice I'm like I, I don't know It's it's.
0: Why would they do Walter uh...
1: no, no, he was just like, you know at a restaurant in Albuquerque, you know. That's all.
0: I, I hadn't heard anything, okay. so no, I don't think I don't think that's.
1: When I was, uh, was I, I? saw I didn't have time to do a ton of research, so it wasn't conclusive. But I did see someone write like a review of the episode,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're talking about how. It was a decent episode, but it can't redeem the the, the shit show that was seasons one and two.
0: <laughs> Season, I think, I legitimately think this show might be better than Breaking Bad because, they, and, and it's not because Breaking Bad was is bad. It's just they've. Perfected the formula of how to do this show, and they didn't mm-hmm. do that in, in the first couple, in the first two seasons or three or three seasons of Breaking Bad. It really, mm-hmm. you know, it took them some time to to understand what they were doing. And it's just that they hit the ground running with this one, and it's been great mm-hmm. the whole time. Some episodes are slower than others, but I like that. I like them more than the most.
1: What's funny was this was one of the slower episodes, mm-hmm. and the guy is talking about how it's better than the entire first and second season. <laughs> what the hell is this? Is this a troll? <laughs>
0: Definitely did some nice tension with Nacho, right? Mm-hmm. He's shaping up to be a good character. You can see yeah. why they kept him on for three seasons, even though they haven't done anything with him. Yeah. They clearly want to do stuff with him, but the story hasn't moved fast enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. Um...
0: Was that a fart? <laughs> no. That was just my stomach. His <laughs> okay. little neck. Yeah, that was a
1: great scene, him practicing mm-hmm. the drug, uh, the drop and yeah. whatnot. Yeah.
0: You haven't seen this.
2: No, I've been watching Attack on Titan Season 2, though. What it's is an, that? It's an anime show. It's really good. And they took season... Season 1 was only in Japanese, so I had to watch the entire thing as subtitles, which was fine, because it was really enjoyable.
0: Cabo Beat it Up is better as subtitles, for sure.
2: Yeah, so it was, they had the overdubs for uh-huh. Season 1, but it was awful. Right. I just didn't enjoy it. But Season 2 cuz season 1 i think came out in 2012 maybe 2000 i can't remember it's been a long time 2011 and then season 2 though they have it strictly all english and they have the voices actually matched up to the animation matched up to the english so it's a lot it's it's a lot more mm-hmm. enjoyable cuz now i can actually somewhat be tired and watch it and i know what's going on yeah. but the season 1 cuz it's subtitles i can't be tired cuz i got to constantly be reading
1: the uh, you know when i asked you for that episode of better call saul yeah you weren't there and i found a Mm -hmm. different first one i downloaded i'm like okay i got it i start watching it it's a scene where he's doing his work release stuff his community service and it's slow and there's that big wall and people are walking in and then the guy comes up and there's just a little bit of dialogue and the guy's like i thought the guy was talking spanish at first right i'm like they're in new mexico but yeah and, and then I realized I, was, I downloaded the Italian version of, <laughs> of Better Call Saw A few seconds later, so then I had to try to get the English version, and then I had found several more failed copies, and then I finally got
0: it. But interesting.
2: Would you be able to make a D twenty out of the
1: three sure. D printer? Sure. Probably, yeah. yeah um Absolutely. If the, you don't want the, I mean, if the overhangs are too steep, it could be problematic. But um...
0: let me look at let me look at
1: yeah, there's probably one. I'm
2: curious, I think it'd be a cool little thing to have a D D20 D printer one.
0: It's gonna feel though, not, squishy. Yeah, well, it's just I wouldn't. Uh, no, it. It's no, not no. squishy Most of the filament's not squishy. Like, oh. I mean, th- this is like feel feel this cube. This that that's the oh. hardness you're gonna get. but, no. but unless I print it in the cool.
1: TPU, then it's gonna feel like the cube. Mm-hmm. The other cube. These well, now this would be
2: the better. Mm-hmm. I think
0: that's a big one.
2: I think that'd be pretty cool, yeah.
0: Like like a big ass monster <laughs> yeah, one that I steep can
1: overhang, so might be a bit problematic to print, but
0: let's see here. There's other ones there must be. The dice set. There we go. Here's a dice set.
2: Oh, that's not bad. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I was just thinking that would be it'd be a little cool little showpiece, like hey, these are all three D printed dice. You can't buy these anywhere. <laughs> when you want to design made, them yourself, then? Made with cheap plastic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's the dice holder. Where's the die? So here's what one of the dies would look like. Looks like it, it's put together, it's, it's glued together. Oh, that
1: one. Okay, mm-hmm. that would make. Let's see, are they? It or what? Yeah, they have little meeting nubs.
0: Huh.
2: I mean, I would. You could never, probably never use them actually, because the roll would probably be really offset. I would imagine. I can't you imagine to it being roll too them a balanced. You
1: throw them a thousand times and see what the results are. Yeah, yeah. see what the actual balance is. Um, but then again, It'd be cool to dice... roll with like that that copper filament that I have with the copper infused copper? Oh yeah, I have filament that's plastic with copper dust. And I ordered a hardened nozzle so I can print it. Uh, and I just have a little sample piece of it, but. Uh, probably gonna buy a spool of that stuff because I don't know it seems pretty cool. It's a lot heavier in plastic and you can actually um weather it so it'll turn green, like greenish. Like have a greenish patina on it and stuff. That's pretty cool. And there's a there's a bronze, there's a couple other ones that they make carbon fiber filament. If you want strength you gotta get the, you should get the carbon fiber stuff, you know things yeah. like that.
0: So there there are plenty of dice on here, so I don't know uh there's definitely, yeah, definitely do one.
1: I'll make you a one-sided die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool too. It's a circle.
1: That
2: or uh, a three-sided die. I'm trying to figure out how to do that one.
0: Three-sided die. In 3D space. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do a six-sided die and have one, 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 one two, two. You two, can two, three. do a
1: three-sided die. You can have a pyramid with a sphere on the bottom. And it'll always roll over to a side.
0: Yeah, you can't do a regular shape one, though. Yeah. No, but you can make one that will only land on three sides. Because
2: I remember they don't have them in any other dish editions of Dungeons & Dragons, but in, like, second edition and older, there are certain weapons that only did one to three points of
0: damage. The pro- okay, that- so what happens if it lands on the the face?
1: Well, it'll be balanced so it'll roll over to one of the three sides.
0: No, I mean, because one, one of the sides is going to be... Oh, I guess, well, if, if the... So the, the top's going to be a triangular pyramid. You, right, what you, I'm saying is the, tri- the triangular like pyramid
2: can't be flat. No, you spin it like a top. That'd be the more or less... No, you can just toss it.
0: The triangular pyramid part can't be flat. It would also have to be rounded. Because it, it otherwise you could land on that flat part. It'd
1: be like that. And then you just have to make sure it's balanced, has enough weight at the top that it will never stop on the rounded part.
0: How is that going to be 3 set?
1: Because from the top, it goes... No, you'd make it, it there. Be like that, on the top, from top down. Three-sided pyramid. Fused with a... So, three-sided pyramid here. And then a circular thing that won't ever land Again, on.
0: great radio. Um, here's, well, I don't know why you don't understand it. You should be able to understand this shit. Here's what I was thinking. Like, you have... A surface like that, but then there's, the rest of it is like a sphere. Right? Yeah.
1: Which one did you draw?
2: Yeah, but you only have three triangles, so each one of those triangles, one would be... So you have like one, one two, one, and three, three, and then whatever one's facing up in the air. Right. On the or tilt. Or down, whatever needs that Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, but the thing is that this this would have to be slightly rounded or or, or pinched up so that you can't land on... Okay, the so things.
1: when you search for three-sided die, they're usually a triangular cylinder. As such. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you could do it kind, oh,
0: of, kind okay. of like a
2: diamond-looking kind of thing. No, no, no,
0: no, just a triangular cylinder.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: okay.
0: And so whatever's facing
1: down... And it's... then there's this fancier one that has the same physical design, but... Hollow with the helix in it. Huh. And then this one's a little bit novel here. This kind of incorporates a little bit of what I had in mind, but goes about a different way. This one's like two saddles face-to-face. Yeah. And it will only land on one of three sides.
0: Mm. See, so you just gotta... But that thing. would be... Wait a minute. Because the other side of that would have either one, right... What does the other side of that have? Because what's because I mean, the bottom the back side is oh that does yeah, have four that, have, that, that have does four have four flat sides yeah yeah that'd be four sides okay
1: I, I'm not saying Google's perfect <laughs> and you could also do this you could have a four-sided die where you have the numbers one two and three on the flat edges and whatever one's readable is the number you rolled. And you have that on each face. Well, no, that's a
0: four-sided four four die. die.
1: But it only gives you three results each time. No, but you, can't, you wouldn't be able to match. It, it, it would, it would not be a fair it. die
0: because oh. it would not have it the same. Have, yeah,
1: more
2: of some other number on that.
0: Would it? Yeah. If you, if you look at a fair die, um, the opposite of, of whatever number is always going to be the opposite hey, let number. Me see, so,
1: let me see that notepad, please.
0: Yep. Okay. Draw it out. Okay. okay, so any fair-sided die is going to have the opposite number on the other side. So you have a five on one side, you're going to have a, a two on the other, right? A six on one side, the one on the other. The idea is to space them out so that they are um, so that there's a equal opportunity for for getting all the numbers. It's a little bit different for the Zogby ball thing. Mm-hmm. I think they they had to manipulate that because some numbers were more likely to come up than others, so they randomized the locations of them. That yeah. is the, Zogby was the hundred hundred sided like roly thing, but most I think all fair dice I can think of, uh, particularly the you know the the ones you're used to, um, the polyhedral dice, they all have the opposite side on on one side, or on the other side of, of whatever number it is, and it's Yeah, if you did what Jeff is doing, and Jeff is probably going to work on the math right now, but you'll see that you're going to have a one of these, or maybe even either two, or one of them is going to be either undervalued or overvalued, mm-hmm. based on how it's uh, set up.
2: Yeah, because uh, I remember playing like the older editions, whenever we had to deal one to three points of damage, it was just like, well, if it's a four, it's a reroll. Mm-hmm. And that was like the f- most fairness you could get yeah. out of the thing. Cause that always just like drove me insane. I'm like, why would they put one to three? Like, why? It always <laughs> drove me insane as a kid.
1: But those are pretty, I like that. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, you, uh, I'm not a statistics guy, but I mean, but that would give you one, two, or three you know, because the adjacent edges aren't always equal, you know, uh, in like in the example I drew out. Two is next to three more than one is, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But I don't know if that, I'm a statistics guy, I don't know how much that matters. Well,
2: but. the problem is, is that normally on the triangle ones, the ones that I've always seen, they're either going to be the number on the bottom of the pyramid or a number at the top of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. It just depends on who prints it.
0: And so e- either at the bottom the they're those... all going to be the same number or at the top they're all going to be the same
2: yeah, number. Yeah. But with that, there has to at least be one that will be like three, three, two. Right. It would just wouldn't match up when you balance it out that way. Because then you could say, oh, well, I'll put all the twos on one side, all the ones on one side, no. but then that leaves a blank side. No, but
1: this one has one, two, three, four twos, four threes, and four ones.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So what happens on, on each face?
1: Each face has a one, two, and three. Okay. So whichever one I, lands closest
0: that? to the bottom. Okay, so... Let's say it lands down on uh, on this side here, right? Right. So that's oh, do you? Oh, a three, oh. a three, and a two.
1: Right? Okay, so... Yeah, that's what I was trying to... The one that's fe- like arguing on which one's facing you. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Okay. There's the flaw.
2: <laughs> yeah, because that's, that would be the problem sure. with that kind of a design on the... You would always have... A pr- I think it's only... It's either one or two that would be like that. And I'm sure there's like one. Well, one
0: form. of them will either be undervalued one them, or, yeah. or one of them will be overvalued.
2: But you they'll know. end up being mixed right. in yeah. on that right. die anyways to where you wouldn't be able to decipher what it is. Mm-hmm. Unless you like always said, well, yeah, that's a good three sided dice I mean. right
1: there. Which ones? This one.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Nice set of boobs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In a, she in must a, have in a dress, in it. so it's not yeah. like direct boobs. <laughs> but, <laughs> Very cleavage Yeah, cleavage, cleavage, nice cleavage. <laughs> cleavage, cleavage, nice cleavage.
1: It's an awful lot of work thinking about three-sided die when you could just take a six-sided and number them twice.
0: That's, yeah, well, that's, that's easy.
1: Yeah. yeah, we do that too.
2: Either do the four re-roll or one, two, three, four, five, six, one,
0: two, three. I like one, two, three, four, five, six. And, yeah, but... Oh, I, I have an argument. Imperial is good. Imperial measurements are good. Boulder Dash. Okay, Jeff. Let me ask you this question. Yes. How? What? How, what's the approximate size of an inch?
1: Bone of my finger. By bone
0: of your finger, right? And what's uh what's a foot?
1: About the size of my foot.
0: But twelve of those inch things, right? Twelve of those things. That's.
1: That's not a specialized memorization
0: wait a minute so, so it's twelve of these yes mm-hmm. okay so and what's a what's a uh
1: what's a meter it's a meter it's a hundred centimeters
0: mm-hmm okay so what's a uh what's a third of a meter?
1: Uh uh-huh. what's a
0: third of a of a foot? A
1: third of a foot four inches. That makes it better.
0: Yes, because you can divide it by more. That's one reason why three sixty is so around a lot. It's very easy to divide that number a lot. Five thousand two hundred eighty, very easy to divide that number into many different ways. Tens don't divide very easily. In terms of the stuff that we deal with every day, now I am for, definitely for using metric on some scales that we don't experience—very tiny scales and very large scales. Metric makes sense, but on the scales that we use, imperial makes. It's, it's my same argument for Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit makes sense because we understand those, those, those gradations, but and they're easy—they're easier to feel. There's more of them, but at the, you know, but I'm dealing with Kelvin stuff when you're talking about stuff in. Higher or lower temperatures? That's just better to deal with.
1: And then how many uh, teaspoons are in your half cup?
0: How many teaspoons are in your half cup? So there are three teaspoons in a tablespoon, and there are—I don't know all these. So this is a good question. I think there are sixteen tablespoons in a cup.
1: Tablespoons in a
0: cup.
1: See, I don't know it either. Yeah.
2: There's some European just screaming at
1: the. Well, oh, there's that's... more than
0: Europeans. So, yeah. so well, yeah. <laughs> so like I, I notice I
1: changed the subject from linear distances mm-hmm. to baking measurements, to, to volume, yeah. volume, because that's where the imperial system sixteen tablespoons really... in a cup is wow. really ah, how about fucked that? up. I was right. Yeah. You,
2: well, he
0: said spe- half Special, said... well, you're right, but, but I, I, was, I, I was, think I was he good. can figure it yeah. out from there.
1: Yeah. But again, but that's like crazy specialized memorization.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: But... When I mean, you start talking about grams to milliliters to... You know, that that is probably some of the most genius part of the metric system, where mm-hmm. a gram of water equals a milliliter of water equals a cubic centimeter of water
0: still all based on an arbitrary measurement the meter is the arbitrary.
1: conversion is genius though i mean how it's
0: but you could do that with any system But no one has but just because no one bothered to standardize imperial in into that sort of thing but you can you could but they haven't i said that's the genius <laughs> someone did it no I'm, I'm i'm all for standards but my point is that The imperial system does make sense on the. I mean, because you don't really, you don't usually talk about decimeters. You don't find yourself doing that. You talk about forty-eight centimeters, and that doesn't feel right. Whereas, like three feet, you kind of get a better, better picture in your head.
1: You don't use decimeters. Aren't as necessary because you're only saving one digit. You know, using numbers up to 100 is relatively easy.
0: Right. The, that's the reason why I like metric as you get bigger is because at those points, we don't have an intuitive understanding of, of those numbers as they get huge. So we can use whatever system we want because it doesn't really matter for the way our brains interpret things. But if, if you grow up using imperial system, now, if you grow up using a metric system, then I can totally understand why you it would be like imperial systems are stupid. But if you grow up using an imperial system – it's not like the imperial system is, that, is any more absurd than the metric system, ultimately. It's all based on some <coughs> arbitrary distinction about what the size of a meter is and what the size of, of a liter is.
1: But you know it's on a base 10.
0: You know mm-hmm. it's on a base 10 system. But right. We don't use base 10 for everything. Time is my big example. We do not use base 10 for time. The French tried. And They failed. And no one jumped on
1: that. Well, It's because hours are too long and minutes are too short.
0: Uh, We don't use it for measuring degrees. Or is it minutes are too long and hours are too short? Minutes would be too long and hours would be too... Hours would be too long? Oh, just 10 hours, yeah. Yeah. And minutes would be too short, so it'd be 100 minutes. And that's just... it, It just... Because people are so used to 60, going from 60 to 100, I mean... If we did it, if we just flat set it, after twenty years you get used to it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean we still we still keep these things around, and one of the main reasons we keep these hard to these hard to uh, learn when you are a kid systems around is because they actually do make sense for doing things like dividing. I wonder why the two
1: liter bottle took off. Twelve ounce cans, sixteen mm-hmm. ounce bottles, but the two liter bottle. I wonder what made that there's off.
2: my uh aunt terry uh great aunt terry so she won't ever call it a 2 liter of soda like she'll be like oh can you get a boss coke cuz they weren't called 2 liters when they first came out they were called boss coke I wonder if, it's a,
0: if they had a standard thing that they just brought in they, ha- they already had the machines to make it so they just brought that over
1: yeah cuz she she why, like never why why only calls the calls 2 liter bottle coke. and not the Why aren't we drinking liter cans, half-liter cans? Well, you can
2: buy liters. Liters of
1: soda. You can find
2: them. Not every convenience store is going to carry them, but you can bind them.
1: Sure, okay. But what else comes in liters and two liters? Your milk doesn't. Your orange juice doesn't. Only your soda does. And the soda, most of the soda volumes are still in ounces. I
0: wonder if there's a, a bit of a um, psychological thing here too, because they can sell you less soda, but calling two, two liters as opposed to a gallon right. of soda, right? And remember, soda's Soda is ultimately pretty cheap. It's water and it's water and sugar and some other shit. Purchase, corn still. Yeah. So it's not <clears throat> so imagine how much money you can save if you convince people you're giving them a lot more and not giving them really that much more
1: i don't know i just uh, thought it was fascinating. You know, that boss could back in the day be it, that two leaders
0: yeah the tech was already there it works psychologically so uh, I need to
1: okay I'll, okay follow up how much waste is there in the two liter where the pop gets too flat? Oh, here's the other
0: thing. You mentioned drink. you mentioned milk and you mentioned uh orange juice, mm-hmm. two things that are not carbonated. Okay. So the what so it has okay. to the I'll liter beer. beer doesn't come in two liters. I know Some
1: it. growlers are two liters.
0: Okay, fine. <laughs> but it has to contain a pressurized liquid, right? So it can't be just the, the plastic e- easy things with the... Um, the, the, the no, the, you,
1: could, you could make a two-liter no-card. You
0: could, but if, you, if the machine's already there that make two liters, there's no need to move it up to a two gallons. And you can use that stuff and call it two liters at the same time. I'm guessing it's a confluence of, of a couple factors. It's not like one reason. There's not... So, somebody didn't sit down and say, I know. We'll make two-liter cooks. My guess is that was what was available. They didn't have to, you know, buy new equipment because whatever, they were making two-liter stuff already. And they said, well, we can just sell it as two liters. Who gives? It's just soda water. It's just sugar water. But they couldn't do gallon size in milk jugs because that wouldn't work. They couldn't do it in uh, containers of orange juice, at least the the paper ones, because that wouldn't work for holding a carbonated beverage but a pressurized uh, plastic bottle.
1: All right, so PepsiCo introduced the first 2-liter-sized soft drink bottle in 1970. The bottle was invented by a team led by Nathaniel Wythe of DuPont, who received the patent in 1973. In 1985, a 3-liter bottle appeared on the supermarket shelves. The design is still used to this day by some bottlers. Most modern-day 2-liter bottles are One Piece Pet, with a base that is modeled. Okay, blah blah. blah. So, a dude invented a two-liter bottle. Is all this really says? Mm-hmm. Most early two-liter bottles had a separate opaque base glued. Remember that? Mm-hmm.
0: I do. You do You probably don't remember that when they had different colored base to the to the bottle.
1: They were glued to it.
0: <laughs> you, to,
1: you, could, you know, <laughs> one of the school projects was to take the base off and use the top as a terrarium.
0: Yep, or a or a potted plant. You can hold a plant in that.
1: I remember doing that with plants, but we would
2: cut them like they weren't. Yeah, I don't recall them being different colored. I mean, I
1: don't let know when they discontinued. You, let let me find that. you a picture of an old style two liter bottle. Young whippersnapper. <laughs> I'm trying to think
2: if I can recall. I mean, I. I think I can vaguely recall some in the '90s, but they were like the cheaper knockoff brand companies. not Probably. The that's br- yeah,
0: that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I think I can recall like seeing like Dr. Fib, with the multicolored. <laughs> Dr. Fib <laughs> with like a multicolored <laughs> uh, bottle. There's a
1: Sprite that has the green color on the bottom that's glued on.
2: Yeah, I, I can't re- actually. Now that I'm seeing it, I'm not really. <laughs> it's not coming to me now.
1: They could have just been Dr. Fib.
0: Dr. Fib. Well, there was. There's Mr. Pib, there's Doctor Pepper. And uh, maybe,
1: maybe it's Mr. Pibb. Mr. Mr. Pibb. You gave him a promotion. Doctor
2: Doctor Fib, I gave him though. He's lying. Doctor <laughs> <laughs> Fib, that would actually be a great knockoff brand for, for Doctor Pepper. <laughs> no, Mr. Fib of... is the knockoff. <laughs> I know, for Dr. but I'm
0: saying Doctor Fib. That's that line from fibbing. Austin Peppers. I didn't. It's Doctor Evil. I didn't go to eight years at Evil Medical School. They called him Mr. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There was this thing on Doug Loves Movies where he was calling someone called him Doctor Freeze. That uh, had some legs a couple years ago. Um, do you remember that? No. Oh, okay. There's an ongoing callback thing on Doug Loves Movies about Doctor Freeze. At one point,
0: Doctor Freeze is that? Well, there's Mister Freeze. There's Mister Freeze. Right. Well,
1: someone promoted him to doctor, and it grew some legs and lasted for a couple episodes.
0: <clears throat> oh, okay. I don't remember that. Should we move on to the beer show? <laughs> Nah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Twin Peaks just returned.